how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Reel featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. We've got a new movie tonight. I'm going to steal what you said last week, Dan. What are we watching tonight? <laughs> oh, no. You know, there's been a lot of uh, similar movies in a row, and I thought we needed to change a pace. We needed a hero to swoop in and save us. And who better than the master of the ocean? I guess technically not in this movie, but the king himself, Aquaman. That's what we watched. The fish man. He loves the fishies. The, wouldn't he be Ocean Master now, too? Or is that just when, like, he's got all the tribes united? When all the tribes are, like, united with him, I think. Then he's Ocean Master. Yeah. I believe that's the lore. Who came up with that title? Was that, like, the first Ocean Master ever? Was, like... I'm the ocean master now. Well, you think he made that up? <laughs> no, I just, you know, it seems like none of these countries or groups really want to work together. So I don't imagine they made this title themselves. <laughs> I think it was, it's existed because, yeah, I remember there's a conversation where like, I know what you're trying to do. You want to be the ocean master. Then everybody would have to listen to you some blah, blah, blah. But anyways, Aquaman it's directed by James Wan. It was released in 2018. And what's it about, TV? Well, according to IMDb, what it's about is Arthur Curry, the human-born heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, goes on a quest to prevent a war between the worlds of ocean and land. That works, I guess. This is a long movie. <laughs> With a lot of stuff in between it, yeah. A lot of, yeah, like, uh, evil half-brothers, vengeful pirates, lots of stuff in this. One could say Aquaman is bloated. <laughs> Some might say that. I don't know if I would say that, but... I'll say it. I don't know how Jason <laughs> Momoa fit in that suit. He was so bloated. <laughs> oh. What? Man, that... He's chiseled. What are you saying? I'm making fun of the movie. The movie, <laughs> not Momoa. Momoa is a stud. <laughs> yeah, Momoa's... He's like cut. There is a lot in this movie, I'll give you that. But before we get too far, there is going to be spoilers. So if you're worried about that, then go watch the movie first and then come back. Or just listen, it's up to you, but you've been warned. You can watch it on HBO Max if you subscribe to that service. It's true. Which you probably should, because it's actually got a really good lineup of movies. It does, yeah. Wow. A plug for HBO right there. <laughs> Sign up today with uh, HBO slash Run the Real to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not real. Don't try it. <laughs> if, send me $5 and I'll sign you up. Wait, hold on. That's not enough, is it? It costs much more than that. <laughs> it costs more than that. <laughs> Take that times three per month. That's what it is. <laughs> Let's add the middleman. Yeah, send me like yeah twenty dollars a month, and I'll I'll make sure your subscription keeps going. Only in Amazon gift cards too. Yeah, untraceable cash is what I prefer. <laughs> anyway, Bitcoin. Yeah, I prefer Bitcoin. What do you guys think of Aquaman? <laughs> I was not excited about this, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, despite some pretty major flaws. You know, I wrote this for the movie. You did? Yeah, yeah. Well, on my notes here, I took the story for this movie. It's predictable, formulaic, and it's a lukewarm fish frenzy. Ooh. What? <laughs> wow. But the battles of this movie and the end, that was awesome. Like, where else are you going to get to see high budget like crab dudes fighting mermaids and stuff like that <laughs> like it felt super prequely like the last 30 minutes of this movie i loved it but everything up to that uh is not that good <laughs> i actually was pretty entertained most of the time i was never bored i will admit i do think they probably could have cut this down to significantly but yeah, it had my attention for most of it, surprisingly. Even, yeah, despite some flaws that may or may not exist in this. Yeah, it's not the worst thing, but they kind of just bumble around, it feels like, for 
a lot of this movie. And there's a lot of like mermaid politics. I guess they're Atlanteans. I should probably call them that. I don't know. Like the beginning of this movie, I thought it was like dumb because they get down into the submarine, okay? And then they start shooting like guns in a submarine. I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> and then the guy detonates a bomb in the torpedo room and it doesn't blow up the whole submarine. Like, there's a bunch of little things like this in this movie that just are, like, that doesn't make any sense. Why did that happen? I think you're going to find stuff like that in every major blockbuster film, though. I mean, every Marvel movie or Mission Impossible movie or DC movie is going to have unrealistic junk like that in it. Yeah, I just noticed it a lot in this one. He did surface the sub at the start, though, so it wouldn't fill up. Oh, I guess that's true. Although the people probably would be feeling some pressure in their bodies from that. Yeah, but all the movies we've watched so far have kind of ignored the pressure, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's been a theme. They always have some excuse. At least this movie doesn't really come up with an excuse for the pressure, but... Not for the regular people. Yeah, the, the Atlanteans, it makes sense, I guess, but... Yeah, they don't have pressure side effects. Unless it's from pressure from... Other Atlanteans. <laughs> <laughs> Political pressure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff like that, but you're right, Mike. I don't usually look for that kind of stuff. and never, I never really, it doesn't ever cross my mind until somebody brings it up, but I had not thought that, yeah, maybe shooting inside a submarine is not a good idea. I also never thought, yeah, that the explosion in the torpedo room might not be great. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the last time I'm going to bring it up. But there's a decent amount of stuff like this in the movie. But like you said, Fox, it's in every blockbuster movie. Science and realism is not the priority, I don't think, of this movie. Yeah, exactly. The big set pieces, I think, are pretty good. Like the fights and stuff. I love how they shoot a lot of the fights in this with, like, they got some crazy camera work things going on with like they're like zooming around Italy and like we're following the, like one of those henchmen just running through like buildings and stuff and it's like <laughs> waiting for the, like okay why are we falling then we'll zoom out and we we'll see Mara running across the ceiling and it's just cool I don't know that's very different I don't know if I've seen anything quite like it. This is a really cool long take they did there not like super long but it it's pretty decent it's cool. They'd zoom away, and yeah, they'd cut back like two blocks away to... Well, we wouldn't even cut. Yeah, it would just go flying back to where Aquaman's fighting Black Manta. Yeah, um, the director, James Wan, I, I do like this guy quite a bit. I like following his career, but originally he did a bunch of horror stuff, and he got super popular. Saw, Dead Silence, and then he like started doing the Conjuring movies. Um, he did Insidious. But then he started getting quite a bit of clout in Hollywood, I guess. And he did uh, one of the more recent Fast and Furious movies. And he has a lot of cool shots that he does in that movie that are very similar to how he shoots action in this movie. And I think it's awesome. He has a really good approach to how he lays out and directs these action scenes. It's crazy. Like, he's doing camera movements that shouldn't work in this film but they do for the action it's nuts i don't know how he got it to work so well <laughs> well like in some of his original horror movies he did weird camera stuff too and it it works like freaky camera stuff it makes sense for those but like this is an action movie and he's like spinning the camera all over the place from like aerial views and like he's just swooping around and flying it on like a drone or something, it's nuts. And you can still see everything that's going on, and it still is really awesome to watch. Yeah, I almost think it's like all CGI, you know, because it's just like so crazy. Like some of it, most of it must have been or something. Maybe they were able to cut, you know, invisible cuts or something. But it's, it is, it's really cool. It looks awesome, I think. He is a big effects guy. You can see this quote from him on IMDb where he talks about how Despite being panned by critics, he thinks horror movies are the best movies because you can't let people see the seams or else they won't be scared. So I do think out of everything he does, he puts a lot of work into the effects and like big set piece scenes to make them seamless. 
<laughs> that's how he got Fast and Furious, and then that led on to this one. So, and the set pieces are why you come to this movie for sure. It makes sense too the camera movements he does because they're underneath the water. It's kind of like being in space. There's no up or down really, so it, it makes sense. Even the scenes that aren't underwater are shot super well. Like the first fight scene of the movie with Nicole Kidman, it like zooms around behind her up into the corner of the room and then like goes through a door. It's insane. I think that was my favorite fight of the whole movie, actually. Yeah, that, that caught me by surprise how good it was. I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> like, that's sweet. The camera work like reminds me of like movies like The Raid and The Night Takes Us or whatever that one is. The Night Comes for Us or something like that. Yeah, that are super intense. But those long take fight scenes, that's what that one really made me think of. That first one especially, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I cannot fault the action in this movie at all. It's really good. Yeah, it's very standout from like the rest of the superhero movies and the way the action's filmed and directed and everything. Some style. Like a lot of these movies they feel kinda samey, but this one it felt yeah, like there was it just yeah, it's so different. And I just love the fight at the end of this movie. The crab dudes are awesome in their suits. <laughs> and yep. they're like Atlantis is going to war with them. It felt like a prequel movie, like one of the Star Wars prequel battles. I was loving it. And when they have their duel with the Tridents, it was like a lightsaber Jedi duel. Man, I love that crab guy. He had like a <laughs> old like lighthouse keeper accent and everything. I hate you, Ocean Master. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's so gruff. But he got whooped easy. I was kind of sad that he didn't have cooler moves. Yeah, he did. That one guy, though, they he got taken out by the crab man who came out under the the floor or whatever. <laughs> the big crab? Yeah, he like cuts them in half with it. Oh, man, that was nuts. I love that. Like, I, I'll admit, I took a little break right before that battle to make some food. Because, I mean, it's a long movie, and I was like, hmm. But I came back to that battle, and I was like, okay, this is like a different movie right here. This is awesome. Yeah, and I think, like, all the visuals are really good, too. Like, the colors and stuff, especially with, like, the Atlantean stuff. I really like how it looks with, like, just all these, like, laser green colors flying around. Man, there's, like, a scene with, like, the flare and all these, like, creepy trench beasts chasing them there's some really cool colorful stuff that's the best part of the movie when they got to the trench and stuff and that scene where they were swimming down with the flare and like all the trenches after them man that was that's the best scene in the film that part was awesome <laughs> it looks so cool yeah but just seeing all them swarming around them with that flare just lighting up the darkness oh man it's so scary, and I'll, I'll get the thassalophobia warning out early in this one. If you have it, this movie is going to trigger it 100%, so be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, though, because, well, it's worth it for that scene, I'll say, because it's really cool. <laughs> you know what else is cool besides the visuals? The costumes, the armor. And the weapons. I loved it. The costumes are so cool. They're so colorful. They look like they're from the comic book. And just like the armor, like the Atlantean guards armor. Oh, when they show up there and to get Nicole Kidman or whatever, they look so cool. And they got those awesome weapons. They look like stormtroopers, but but cooler. Yeah, the the Black Mantis squad was awesome. Oh, yeah. Man, I love Black Mantis suit. I was afraid they weren't going to do it right, but they did it real good. <laughs> with the big head and all, I love that suit so much with that helmet. That helmet's just so awesome. I thought it was funny that they tried to explain why they <laughs> had a big helmet. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I need a bigger helmet. Okay, I guess that's <laughs> good enough for me, sure. Uh, yeah, whatever floats your boat. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because it contains lasers better? I don't know. But it's just a, it's kind of a funny joke, I guess, to explain this kind of goofy. You would think it'd be goofy, but I think they pull it off. It looks really awesome. Yeah, it's got the cool factor. Like, Black Mantis looks cool, and he's flying around shooting laser beams out of his eyes. That's pretty sweet. Like, I don't care what he looks like at that point. He's still going to be cool. Yep. He's got blades coming out of his arms and everything. He's cool. I love a Black Manta. I also played a lot of him in Injustice 2, yeah. by the way. Because he is <laughs> sick. <laughs> That's kind of what turned me on to him back in the day when he they released him as like a DLC or whatever. Like His intro is just like so crazy amazing compared to like all the other characters in that game or is it the outro but it's just so yeah epic. his outro is like, insane <laughs> it's like why did they go so hard on black manta but he's just so cool in that game yeah and that's really what like got me interested in him he's so vicious too which they keep or they they keep that in the movie as well it's it's awesome yeah, and that game, he's got some, like, <laughs> he does, he he's brutal, yeah, and his lines are all very much just like, I'm gonna kill you and your family, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like, holy crap. why are you so angry? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is that mean. <laughs> Only assume he's mad because Aquaman killed his father. Oh, yeah. Didn't like that move. Nope. <laughs> Weird, yeah. Didn't sit well with them. Just chill, Black Manta. <laughs> um, that's probably my favorite thing about this movie is the the costumes, the armor, the weapons, just all that, and like the the cool designs for the creatures and Atlantis. That's everything I love in this movie because it's awesome. It's so cool. It's it's ridiculous in a good way. I think. Yeah, they go like full on cheesy with it, and it's awesome. Kinda, but <laughs> well, at it the doesn't... end, I would say they go definitely cheesy. There's the dudes in the crab suits and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't quite feel like a B movie though, because they take themselves way too seriously. Which, yeah, if they would have toned that down and just made a really intense B movie out of it, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, same for me with the story stuff. I didn't know if we were getting to story yet, but I guess we can. I was going to say, I, I really like Atlantis, like how it looks. Um, I never really thought about it, like just being kind of like a normal city with like cars and stuff. You know, I just kind of always envisioned just like them all just <laughs> swimming around. But that was kind of cool, though. I was like, they have like highways and like buildings. and It's just like, I've never really like thought this out before what atlantis would look like you know underwater with their society but i thought that was really cool it's like a blade runner type city but underwater i wasn't expecting like sci-fi atlantis but it, it works i especially liked it at the end yeah judging from like a justice league movie you know we don't really get a good look at atlantis we just see like a old like shrine looking ancient thing that holds the mother box and Willem Dafoe shows up for a second, I think, but, like, yeah, I was not expecting this Atlantis from that movie. Why do they use cars? Is it because they go faster than most of them can swim? I think so, yeah. I'm not sure they can all swim as fast as, like, Aquaman or not, either. I'm not, I don't know. That highway had a lot of coming and going traffic, so it makes me wonder if maybe a lot of them live in other parts of the ocean and just commute to the capital for work occasionally. That could be, yeah. Some of them from the old Brian kingdom. The lobsters are having to drive to work in Atlantis every day. <laughs> the look of Atlantis is cool, like the sci-fi city, but their armor and stuff looks super cool too, like the nobles' armor, um, how they had capes and stuff. I was reading the trivia on IMDb, and apparently James Wan wanted all the Atlanteans to have capes, but they were like, uh, no, that would drag underwater, so only like the royalty has it. So the royalty looks kind of more traditional Atlantis of what we'd expect, even though the city's not. I thought that was kind of neat. I love uh, Ocean Master's armor. It's just like straight from the comics, but I just it's just so cool that they really just committed to all these old crazy designs from the comic. Like, yeah, the green, the green and gold armor, the Ocean Master armor, Black Manta's armor. They're all pretty much straight out of the comics. Mara looks like she does in the comic, too. Yeah, you're right, yeah. 
And then she had that like really cool dress that she was wearing that was kind of like what did it look like a jellyfish kind of or something? Oh yeah, that was a neat dress. While we're talking about the visuals, I gotta talk about my favorite scene. I, I wonder if we're divided on it, but like my favorite visual scene, I don't know why I loved it so much, was when they're like escaping Atlantis from the Ring of Fire duel. And they, like, ditch the car, and they're walking up onto the beach real slow out of the water. <laughs> Jason Momoa. It's like some Baywatch and stuff. Amber, <laughs> and, and they played a Pitbull cover of Africa. No! <laughs> I love that. Like, like, I love that scene, like... That song is crap, I know, <laughs> and I wouldn't enjoy it if it wasn't. I thought it was kind of funny to use Pitbull, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because the scene was so goofy, like the song was goofy too. It was, it just looked awesome because they were slowing down the frames and they were walking <laughs> like models. <laughs> I wish like there was more scenes like that in the movie, but yeah, that was awesome. That was so goofy when they did that. Oh my goodness. As soon as I heard that Africa thing, I knew what Dan was talking about when he said there's something about the music that he didn't like. Man, I despise that song. Man, why would you even try and remake that Toto song? It's like, no, and give it to Pitbull? Really? Why don't they just Dude, use... Why don't they just use... Yeah, I like Pitbull too, but man, that is so crap. That song is crap. Why don't they just use the original song? It's not even good. It's junk. It's so bad. I hate it. Like, I heard it come on and I like almost threw up in the theater when I was listening to it. I didn't like the original score that much either besides the synth stuff, but that wasn't even that great either. But man, screw that Pitbull remake of Africa. It's a travesty. It fit the scene, man. Because <laughs> the what they went to Africa or something? <laughs> I don't know. It's always a travesty, except for whenever Jason Derulo does it. Yeah, I didn't realize what they're doing because it starts out with like a a rap verse or something, and I was like, okay, this is an interesting choice, but I'm kind of it's fine. But then I was like, I think I recognize that background. <laughs> what is this? And then when the, like the singing comes in and they're doing Africa, I was like, oh, really? Like they're going to the Sahara Desert? It's like it's insidious. It's insidious and sinister. They like they try to lure you in with the pitbull. You're like, <laughs> yeah, pitbull's like, okay. a cool guy. He makes some fun stuff. And then they have that. You're like, but something's off. I know it. I can smell it. Yeah. Then I heard the bum 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 bum, and I was like, wait. I know that riff. What's that riff from? Yeah. <laughs> then the chorus kicks in, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> oh god no. i was i did have a reaction i was like oh i mean i don't know the whole thing is pretty like derivative of jason derulo's i'll fight for you which uses the exact same mechanic of like having like a rap sung verse and then doing the chorus line of africa yeah i mean i like the rap stuff i just think that just felt weird i don't know so forced we need a side episode of africa covered reviews <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you a, a spoiler alert they're all crap <laughs> this song was pretty big when that movie came out like that had like some weird resurgence all of a sudden everybody was obsessed with africa for a long time it felt like a couple years ago or whenever this so i wonder if they just threw it in there because they knew people loved it uh, weezer did that big cover of it a couple years ago oh that's right yeah and they just literally do the exact same song and rivers cuomo just sings the words <laughs> and it's terrible <laughs> So much worse than this. <laughs> All I'm saying is I like it in the scene. <laughs> I agree with you, Mike. I think it's funny in the scene. <laughs> Wish there was more scenes like that in this movie. Just the real slow-mo with them posing and stuff. In the costumes. That was some of my favorite parts. Like, the visual looks of this movie. Like, at the end of it, when they're having the fight, they do different poses where... Like Jason Momoa jumps out of the water and lands and he's holding the trident and they're on the vehicle and there's like the moon in the background. There's a lot of really cool scenes like that. Just the visuals. It looks super comic booky. I did like the other song they did the where he's like building his suit and like tearing apart that gun. 
But when like Black Manta's montage was playing, I was like, you know, this is kind of random, but I do enjoy this. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I did like that TV. Cause I took a note. I was like, why are they giving the Atlantean super suit to Black Manta? Like, it seems kind of weird that they would pick him. Because he wants to kill Arthur Curry. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm sure they have a specific Atlantean general dude down there who could wear the suit better. I mean, I recognize it's cool, but it's a little like flawed logically to me. I don't want to be connected to him, I don't think. I think that they've been using him to like instigate the war. And so. Ah, yeah, that's good. I didn't think about that. It's not super clear. But no, no. You guys got it. The old false flag. Yeah, I could say it came from anywhere. Although he does have Atlantean like guards with him, so. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. Yeah, they sent the grunts with him. But that montage scene like redeemed it. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's cool. There's, there's one other song, too. Oh, which one's this? Are they in Italy? Was that where they were? Yeah, on Sicily. <laughs> Where they're in Italy and they have the that real cheesy love connection song or whatever. <laughs> that, that was pretty playing. horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Oh, I was cringing so hard during that scene. I was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. The romance in this movie is not great. Yeah, I would say that's the weakest part for me. <laughs> say I could have gone without the entire romance itself, I think. Just save that for one of the sequels, because, I mean, Jason Momoa and Amber Heard have no chemistry together at all. <laughs> and honestly, they're not that great in this movie either. <laughs> they're not my favorite, yeah. I think Jason Momoa's okay, but he's not amazing. Well, they don't give him anything to do, really. Like, the writing subpar throughout the entire film, and they don't give him, like, a good chance to have any character development or anything. Like, that's one of my points is uh, that I wrote down. It's like when they're on that boat together and they're sailing off and Mara's all like, you're the bridge between land and sea that we need to... um you know, so that or so that way you can lead um, Atlantis and be the king. And I'm like, when in this entire movie has he done anything that makes you think that? <laughs> That's what he's supposed to be. But the movie doesn't really touch on it at all. Yeah. You think like maybe he's like, you know, t calming the people of the shores and stuff like, hey, it's like, hey, Atlanteans aren't scary. I know they just like sent the tidal wave at you. But, you know, he doesn't try to like cool any heads or anything, really. He just goes straight into fighting. The, and that's the problem with the writing is they don't give him anything to do. And then, then they have scenes like that or the forced romance and it's just so contrived and doesn't it just rings hollow because there's no, nothing good backing it up. I think they kind of screwed themselves all the way back in Justice League. When they tried to give us this Aquaman who's like new and different, he's rough and lives on the surface, doesn't want to be the king. He's like the polar opposite of the classic Arthur Curry type, I think. Yeah, he's like a roughneck. Yeah, they're like, what do we do now? Like, why would this guy ever want to be king? We went a little too hard on that angle, so I guess we'll just <clears throat> quietly ignore it. Yeah, and honestly... To me, I don't think he should be king. Like, <laughs> he doesn't seem like a good fit for the role, but... No! You know, that would have been a good thing for the movie to do, to, like, have, like, an arc about him, like, being more responsible and more willing to accept responsibility or something. But he's always saying, like, I don't want to be the king. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I don't think you should be either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Maris should be the queen. <laughs> like, somebody else needs to do this. Have your assistant guy do it. Have uh, Willem Dafoe do it. They they do bring up an interesting point. I will give them this, like talking about being a hero or being a king, and which is like more inspirational and better for the people. Like they bring it up in one scene and then they forget about it. I was like, that was kind of interesting. I wish you would have developed it some more 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of what they do. I mean, he is more of a hero than a king in this, I think. You know, he, he does help people. He's never, like, leading people, really, but he does help people. He is a hero. He's someone to look up to, but I don't know if he's someone to... <laughs> to lead. Tell others what others to do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they just don't... They don't give him anything to do to showcase his character or anything or why you should buy it or why Mara and Willem Dafoe buy it and all that stuff. I think they're like, he's their only option, really, is I think what the problem is, you know, like he's the next in line, the heir, the only one who has like a, a close relation to the throne, I guess, like nobody else is has a, able to contest it besides him. So I think that's why they go to him, but. They do something like the whole Thor's hammer, but with the trident. Since he can wield the trident, he's like supposedly king or something. Or worthy. He's worthy of it. But Thor's not even king when he gets Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. That's true. But it's that same kind of thing they do. He grows into it. And then he gets the point or whatever. Or he gets the title. Yeah, and he had three movies to have that. Go. Which which is another <laughs> problem with this and why it's bloated. They really needed to split this up into like two movies, maybe three. I think three's pushing it, but really two. Like I, I brought it up a little bit earlier. Like Mara comes and gets them and takes them to Atlantis and all that to see Willem Dafoe. Then they have the the fight with Ocean Master. Well, I guess he's technically not Ocean Master, but that's what we'll call him. And it's like, why? Why did they do that? Like, they even say, this wasn't the plan. The plan was to get you the trident and then have you fight Ocean Master. I'm just like, there's literally no point for them to do that. Like, Mara could just take in the little box, sorry, the cylinder from Willem Dafoe and then showed up on arthur curry's doorstep and be like guess what we're going to africa we got to get the you a trident and just make that the entire focus of the movie like have the opening and then mara shows up and's like tells them all this stuff and then have the whole movie focus on him and mara going through adventures to get the trident you know, cut off like an hour of this freaking movie, <laughs> focus it on that and save all the politics and drama and all that stuff for the sequel. There's literally no point for him to go to Atlantis in this movie when he does. It's ridiculous. They only do it to like, I, to set up other stuff, but it's ridiculous that they even did it in the first place, you know? That's that's the biggest problem with this movie, I think, is they force so much unneeded elements in here that it becomes bloated and unfocused and a mess. I actually like a lot of that stuff, though. I don't know if I'd want it to be cut. I enjoy a lot of the political stuff, and I, I like Orm's interactions with Arthur quite a bit, actually. like I think that's why they do it, is to have them meet face-to-face. -face. Maybe it's a little contrived, yeah, but I, I really like how they like interact and kind of like Orm's like, you know, actually, I might not want to kill you. You know, that, you know you'd think that'd be his first instinct. But there's something there that I really like about that, too, which is interesting. Like, their brotherly, their, uh, their brotherly bond, you know, <laughs> that exists even if they've never known each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could still do that. Yeah, they definitely could. I, I mean, I'm just saying I like all this political stuff, too. So I, it might be a little bloated. I won't argue with that. But I'm, I'm never, like, uninterested, I think, in this movie. And they could like they could sprinkle it in occasionally, but it's like it's very much not necessary for what they were trying to tell in this one. It it, it to me it definitely it does it feels plopped in there with dumb story decisions just to get to that political stuff. And to me, I'm like I'd rather they save that and develop it more in another movie and just focus on him going and getting the trident and the armor in this one. They could build up Black Manta too, because he was a cool character that I feel like was wasted. Man, he got shafted. Yeah, it really felt like they were trying to shoehorn two villains into this movie with the brother and Black Manta. Like, I appreciate that he's in the movie. It just feels like they wasted time 
what they could have been developing one or the other. I'd agree with that. I, I do wish they would have focused more on one or the other, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Black Manta, if they do make more Aquaman movies, I don't know if they will, but I feel like he's going to be like a recurring kind of villain. That would be cool, too. I'm, I'm kind of with you, TV. I think I actually liked that political stuff even maybe sometimes better than Mara and Arthur's adventure quest to find the trident. Like, I don't know. I, I like that Atlantean stuff. I kind of wish they'd focused on the politics in this one, done the big Atlantean war, and then in the next one, as Aquaman's gearing up to be king, maybe do the big trident adventure and introduce Black Manta. The, the Indiana Jones stuff is the stuff I didn't really... I was I I thought it was fine I guess I just didn't like it as much as you had the Atlantis stuff really. Well, most of that's because the <laughs> the leads aren't that great together or like on their own really in this. I do wonder if the story feels kind of weird because they didn't know if they were gonna get to make more Aquaman movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably it. Cause I mean, Aquaman is kind of a lame character. And this, oh. well, like in most people's <laughs> eyes, Aquaman is kind of lame. All right. I'm just speaking to the mass. He does have a very negative connotation to him. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was riding on the superhero train, DC, which is arguable compared to Marvel and Jason Momoa. This movie did make quite a bit of money, so they might do more. But I think when they were originally pitching this movie and designing it, they probably didn't think they'd get to do an Aquaman 2. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, Aquaman, that's an uphill battle, I think. I think there's some behind-the-scenes stuff that was maybe going on with this movie, too. And that's why it feels weird. But that doesn't make up for, yeah, why they couldn't focus it more. I agree that it didn't need focused. That's kind of the trend with all these like DC movies. Well, at least a lot of the ones that are supposed to be in the universe. You know, They've all kind of felt like they're rushing towards some bigger thing. Yeah, I think the best one has been Shazam. That one felt the most contained story. Yeah, that was all by itself. Shazam and the first Wonder Woman movie they did. I wanted to bring up some other weird story stuff, like the whole mother plot that they bring back in this movie too. It seems weird, like especially at the end when the convenient mom entrance it's like, why not just start with that and end the war right there? I don't think it would have ended it, though. I think he had to fight Ocean Master and win to get the throne. Mm, I guess that's true. It seems weird to me that she shoot in here again, too. Like, it's very undeveloped, and it just kind of happens. It's weird. I'm I'm glad that they don't go with the, the like, generic... My parents are dead, and that's why I'm, you know, a hero or whatever. I don't know. It just... I'm glad that the parents, both of his parents actually, are still alive and in the picture and have some sort of impact on his life. Like, I think that's actually really cool. Kind of different than a lot of these superhero movies. I like that angle, too. It had that good, heartwarming story. I love his relationship with his dad. I think that's really good. It's fun. Just like they're, like, hanging out. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if it's a healthy relationship to get trashed in the mornings <laughs> at the bar or whatever. That bar scene is adorable, and I will hear no criticisms of it. <laughs> I like it, yeah. <laughs> that was great. They probably, Mike, had brought her back because they're like, we pay good money for Nicole Kidman, so we're going we're gonna to get our money's worth. I like that she was there. I'm not saying that she was bad being brought back. I wish they would have brought her back sooner and she had more to do. She just kind of seems to show up conveniently. And I do like her entrance scene. I did take a note. I was like, what a better way to introduce that someone is from the ocean instead of Nicole Kidman throwing a trident into a TV. Like, <laughs> that seems so weird. So I like that she's in here, but like, she should have come back with Aquaman at the start, you know? Well, not start. After he found the trident with that cool monster scene and been in it from there. Yeah, I do like her showing up at the end too, like with the, it kind of goes into the like parental relationship. I think that's kind of a theme in this movie. The way like the Orm and, uh, I think she's able to like talk him down and stuff and it's kind of cool to see like the contrast between Arthur and Orm and that kind of thing and how much Orm actually really does care about her and everything. That's like their common ground really is they both love her and whatever. 
Yeah, he's pissed at Arthur because they sacrificed her because of him. Yeah, exactly. That's his whole motivation gone right there. Well, maybe not, but... Yeah, and I mean, going into the parent thing, I mean, you know, like Black Manta's uh, dad gets killed, or... Yeah, he gets... I guess getting killed is probably the most best way to put it. Aquaman leaves him to die, (laughs) so... There's some stuff in there that's kind of interesting. I don't think they really explore it, but it's a common th- thread throughout the the story, I think. I do kind of like his like arc, I guess, too. It's once again not super explored, but he kind of like, I don't know, gets a little like more world wizened or something. He's like shows mercy to Ocean Master rather than killing him like he did with Black uh, Manta's dad cuz I mean, now Black Manta's like a horrible enemy that's going to go and try to kill him any chance he gets. I like that. I like that turn at the end. His mom showed up. Oh, you think he was going to kill him if a mom hadn't shown up? (laughs) Maybe. If he hadn't have found her there, then he might have done it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just liked it. I thought it was a cool parallel. He has the same decision he can make, and he chooses not to kill. It's not his way anymore. He didn't technically kill Black Manta's father either he just didn't he didn't save him yeah he well she chose he chose to show mercy i guess is the better way to put it that's the point because he did not show black manta's dad any mercy but he did show his brother maybe that's a little biased but (laughs) i feel like aquaman should be okay with killing though i don't know i mean he's not like an earth hero bound by the laws of the justice league he's the king of a country at the bottom of the ocean He's got a different set of rules and obligations to fulfill. They don't have an Arkham Asylum down there. I, as I spoke incorrectly, I don't mean killing. I mean mercy is, I think, the message, not that he's like, I will never kill again. I think the whole point was, if you don't have to kill, then why would you, I guess? I don't know. You've already won. For now, until Ocean Master breaks out. Yeah, we'll see. But it seems like they might become buddies i don't know it just seems you know it's like well let's talk when you're ready and that kind of thing i don't know it's interesting it's kind of a thor loki dynamic almost a little bit i do feel like they're setting these guys up to be the thor and loki of the dcu they're gonna have to get a lot more charismatic for that yeah that's what i was thinking patrick wilson i don't know if he was a great choice for me to play that orm dude i didn't like him too much i loved him actually he was hamming it up, and I loved it. I thought he was so over the top, and his like line deliveries were just so yeah. Oh man, he it felt like he was very crazy, and uh, it's just so cool. I don't know the way he just delivers everything was awesome to me. He's good at being menacing. I think he does a good job of making you not like him. The king on the edge. He's so hammy in this. It's great. He's not one of my favorite actors in the industry right now, to be honest, but I don't know who I would have cast in the role instead if only Heath Ledger were still alive. I know James Wan likes working with him, so they do a bunch of movies together. I like him. I don't have anything bad to say against him. He just never sells me on anything. Yeah, I just see him as the guy from The Conjuring, so... She never sells me on those, either. I will say, I think Jason Momoa is okay. He's good sometimes. I think when it's like action scenes where he's like, when he boards the sub at first, I was like, okay, I'm into this. It's very cheesy, over the top, permission to come aboard, that kind of stuff. I thought he was pretty good at that, but he does kind of, it feels like he's it overstays his welcome a little bit. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting kind of tired of him. <laughs> he's, he's kind of just like bumbling buffoon style of being Aquaman. I like him in this. He kind of feels like a young The Rock or like early Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what I like about him is he seems like he could be the next big, you know, like action movie Buff dude. guy. Yeah. <laughs> tra- traditional buff, bald guy. They should have, I think, because you're right, Terry, that is, he does do good in that element. So I think and this would have helped with turned it more into a b-movie too they should have treated him like they treat the guys in predator you know give him a bunch of cheesy one-liners to say and when he's not doing that don't have him talk too much else because he's real good at that but and i will say too 
The writing is not giving him much to work with in this movie. So I don't want to like, I don't want to judge him as an actor for one, because he hasn't done too much that I've seen. And, and two, he's not given a lot to do in this movie, but he, he does have that charisma when like you've seen it in justice league and then when he he's that when he does that part at the beginning too i just don't think they wrote his character well for him i like the characterization of aquaman it's so weird but i think it it's fun like in justice league and in this where he's kind of like the my man that kind of like weird like broy aquaman it's just like not what i've ever expected anybody to try to do with aquaman but it kind of works for me just because it is so different. They needed to do something really, really different be, to get that stereotype of Aquaman out of people's heads. Like, I, I'm not huge on when they, like, totally recast characters and stuff, you know. I'm not huge on that, but I think it works in this one because of that negative stereotype that Aquaman has around him undeservedly so or deservedly so i'll leave that to your opinions i i do think that it was a a good choice for them to do that since the mass public is like yeah aquaman's lame i remember when i heard the announcements for like the casting of him i was like whoa like they're really like trying to sell me on aquaman i knew i was pretty excited because yeah that's just this huge buff guy well Jason Momoa is Samoan, so it, it works. Like, it's it's a good casting choice, I think. It makes sense. It makes sense. It, it makes more sense than the original character does, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just like the blonde-haired and... <laughs> yeah, I had to agree. Like, I, I like Jason Momoa, but like I said earlier, I just feel like the way they made him, this roughneck Aquaman King of Atlantis, that's our whole issue with the story... <laughs> is that it's bad because they didn't do the classic where it makes sense for him to be the king. Yeah, or they didn't do a good job of having him grow into the role. I never really feel convinced that he's he's not he doesn't I'm never convinced he's the right choice, you know. Maybe it's a temporary choice. He's got uh um, his advisor there to tell him what to do, so maybe it'll be okay. I want to see what he does to Atlantis. I think that would be cool. <laughs> I I would like to see a sequel just to see what he does to atlantis i want to talk about the music of this movie oh i do too there's a track when uh arthur and black manta are fighting and i think aquaman is actually running across the roof and there's like some synth track i wanted this whole like soundtrack to be synth but <laughs> what i got i don't even remember the rest of the like winds sections whatever they played for the score of this i don't remember it at all the only thing i remember was the synth reminds me a lot of the score in the other movies i don't know it wasn't very memorable it felt just like a rip of the score for the marvel movies as has been par for dc films that man of steel man of steel had good music i liked uh there's some really cool moments i thought with like especially in the beginning when aquaman's on that submarine with the electric guitar coming in. I I was surprised they didn't do that a lot more because there's kind of like a heavy metal like Aquaman going on there. And I was really into that. I thought that was really cool. I think that's what Jason Momoa wants to be is heavy metal <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah, and that's what I want it to be too. But yeah, they stopped using that little theme after a while. I don't know why. But Black Manta's like theme was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty simple. It's just like the... It was almost a Nolan noise, but it had like two notes before it. It was like the ba 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 ba. It was really cool though. I thought that was really like intimidating, very fitting for Black Manta. Simple yet effective. I don't remember it honestly, which is too bad. I only remember the synth stuff and the that song we will not speak of again, but. <laughs> The the synth goes so well with the like sci-fi stuff. It's I don't I don't know if that's cheating or for for movies and like games at this point, but it just fits so well. It's always a good standout, I think. Especially when the rest of it's like not memorable. 
I think it's just because those two elements fit together so well that it makes it memorable. I do think it's like a little too much. I think the score plays a lot more than it should. Like, especially like some of the goofier scenes, it's kind of got like that weird, like aloof thing, the stereotypical, like, <laughs> do, 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 and you're just like, ugh, like, this yep. is a joke scene. I get it. I don't need to hear the, like, all these high pitched flute noises and stuff. But. <laughs> They should put some Looney Tunes sound effects in there with it. Yeah, yeah. Give me that snare and uh, cymbal hit, and then give me add uh, some Looney Tunes. The so, slide whistle. The slide <laughs> whistle. I could have just peed on it and then just add the laugh track. <laughs> Do the slide whistle when he falls through the the desert. Yeah. And the whole... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should add that in there actually. Yeah, I, I like the score though overall. I just think, yeah, there's some weird, like, why didn't they stick with some of the cooler stuff? But whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's all over the place. Like, there's pop songs, orchestra stuff, synth. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I love that they actually, like, had him go get the original Trident in the suit. Because I, I don't know what you guys think, but I hate hate the new trident that they made for him i hated that thing it's like it's not even a trident it is so like overdone and dumb looking i hated it so i just love that they had him go get the og trident and get the suit it's so cool looking i was wondering yeah because i was like i thought he already had his trident because i was thinking i was like didn't he have a trident in justice league like why are they making such a big deal about it but they do answer that question later. He's like, I've already got one. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I like his old one too, but... I wasn't big on his new armor, to be honest. It looked too much like the old armor for me. I don't know. He's got all those cool tattoos. I wish he could have had something that showed a little bit of skin, you know? I, I don't know. I, I guess, too, I'm, I, I like the whole like search for Excalibur type of thing, too. So I'm partial to that, so... Yeah, I I did not like his trident that they had originally for him, so I was very happy that he went and got the cool trident. Yeah, the old one just gets cut in half. Deservedly so. That thing was overproduced. (laughs) Then the other thing I had was the trench. Man, why couldn't they do more with that? James Wan has got a good pedigree for the most part in horror films. And he leans into that with the trench. And it was so cool and made it really memorable. And I wish they would have cut some of that other stuff and focused more on the trench. Because that stuff was freaky. And it was cool. And it had the coolest shot in the whole movie. (laughs) It's, It's sweet. I wanted more with that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts too. They almost made a tv show of it really and then they canceled it (laughs) oh i think it's pretty impressive that james wan made it cool enough that the execs at whoever this is warner brothers were like what if we made a show of this because it is really cool they're a pretty big deal in the new 52 i think the trench stuff i think that's when they introduced it isn't the the first comics him like is like isn't it called the trench or something like that yeah yeah i was glad he got that stuff yeah because that was really interesting and cool i just yeah a lot of these kingdoms that they like introduce are interesting but yeah they don't really explore them too much maybe in the sequel we'll see that that yeah that's the biggest shame i think there's a lot of cool ideas but it's we don't get enough with any of it really I kind of, I really like how they do the origin story in this, actually. I thought they did, it was kind of different than most other superhero movies, where it's kind of like intercut throughout the movie, rather than just being straight at the beginning. I thought that was a really cool way to do it. They like sidestep around it, kind of. Yeah, they just show the important parts. I think they do some cool like scene transitions and stuff with into those flashbacks, too. Like It's all like, quote unquote, one take, there is a cut, you know, but they're like doing like, rotations around them and it's like all of a sudden it's young arthur and willem dafoe hanging out instead of you know whoever he was hanging out with earlier um but i don't know it's cool how they like go they don't just like 
a flash of white and then we're back in time. They like do some cool camera tricks to to throw you back in there. When they dive into the ocean, him and Mare, and then it, it cuts to it being young Arthur and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's pretty cool. Economic way to get that out of the way without making it feel like you've got to drag your feet through it. I agree. It was nice. And it it, it and it isn't confusingly edited like Man of Steel's is. <laughs> this is true. I didn't have to watch it twice to like actually appreciate it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, are we ready for some overall presentation? Aquaman? I'm out of things. Let's do it. What's the scale of the depths, TV? Oh, yeah. We've got a very deep scale. Many layers, many different kingdoms this movie could fall into. we got Burn It, Pass, Watch It, or Buy It, in that order. We're all going to summarize our opinions and then throw out the rating. So who knows where we're going to land. Will it sink or swim? Ooh, yes. That is good. You know, it's funny. The other day I was... uh. They're just hanging out, you know, there's this nice little like benched area out behind my apartment building. I went out there and I found this like uh this old kind of dusty trident looking thing. Uh, and there's some bones next to it, but don't worry about that part. Uh and I I picked <laughs> up the trident and all of a sudden I was getting visions and flashbacks and things were speaking to me in my mind. It was, it was almost if I was being judged if I was worthy or not or something. And it was like not quite. And I got kind of disappointed. He's like, but I have a task. <laughs> Tell Mike that he is the one who will go first. And I won't destroy your brain or whatever that Trident would have done. What a guy. You know what? I did my job, Trident. So let me free. <laughs> Much like the Cthulhu-esque monster in this movie. The Crab Men. <laughs> Or the crab man, yes. I'm more like the crab man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not have my kingdom, and then immediately get arm sliced off. <laughs> that dude was awesome. But, you know, I'll go ahead. This movie is just so wild. It's weird to try and wrap my brain around it. Like, I absolutely love the visuals and, you know, the fights at the end, the way this is shot and certain, like, vibes the movie puts off. In certain scenes, like them walking as models on the beach to Pitbull. You know, I like that stuff. But it is a long movie. The story is pretty predictable. It's kind of formulaic. It's not focused, but they do a lot of cool stuff with it. I'm going to give this movie a watch it. It was weird watch. It's super long. I agree it could be cut. But I had a blast watching the stuff at the end and just the visuals. And talking about it here was pretty fun. So definitely watch Aquaman. Yeah, you know, I said at the beginning of this review that I was not excited to watch this movie, and I had been avoiding it even since it released. But uh, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was okay. I, I, I'm i not going to say it was necessarily any better than any other summer blockbuster, but there's certainly been ones out there that were much worse, in my opinion. I think it has a lot of really great fight scenes. I think... James Wan just nailed those long take fights, does a great job with those. You know, the set pieces are incredible. He uses a lot of CGI that's very well done, especially for the underwater battle sequences. I don't know about all the acting in this movie. I really want to like Jason Momoa. I do feel like maybe the writing was a problem, but ultimately, he just didn't quite sell me. I think I, think I prefer... The guy who plays Black Manta as the Black Manta villain, then I do Jason Momoa as Aquaman the hero. I don't know. I'm just not entirely convinced. Same goes for his female counterpart. But that said, it was still a pretty fun time overall. I think, you know, if you just like action movies and superhero movies, this is pretty easily a watch. I'm not going to say bye. I I've had a really hard time with all of these DC movies, and I feel like I say this every time we see a new one. But this might be my new, I, I hate to use the word favorite. Maybe this is just the best DC movie I've seen yet. <laughs> That's what we'll say. The best one I've seen yet, I think. Although I haven't seen the Snyder Cut, so we'll see if that holds up. But it's a watch from Fox. I don't know. I'm conflicted about this one, but it's just like about how much I like it, I guess. Because, look, we've talked about the flaws in this, and I agree with some of the issues, and but they never really bogged this movie down for me. I was really having a lot of fun watching this the whole time. 
The visuals are probably mostly what kept me engaged. The cool, interesting camera work they do, some cool editing, all that stuff. Uh, you know, the leads aren't that great, I would say, but some of the other actors in this are pretty good. And just like the world building and stuff, I think is really interesting too. Um, I do kind of wish it was a little bit more focused, but overall, I really had a blast with this. Um, I don't know if I want to give it a buy it. Um, the more I've talked about it, the more I've gotten excited about this movie. I don't know why, but <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a watch it for now. I probably will buy this eventually. Um, I think it's pretty good, and it might be my favorite DC movie. I don't know. I like Shazam quite a bit. Um, and I'm sure there's another one I'm just forgetting about, which might not be a great sign about my favorite. But um, <laughs> The Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut's pretty good, too. I, I think I'd say I'd enjoyed it about on par with Snyder Cut. I don't know. I think it's a pretty interesting movie. Worth a watch. It's got some flaws, but I still found it weirdly entertaining. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a very strong watch it. I'm very conflicted on this movie. Um, it's fine, I guess, as a movie. <laughs> it's really way too long. Like, they could cut an hour off of this probably and shore it up real nicely. Um, it, it really is begging to be two movies as well, which basically because it wants to be two separate movies nothing in it is like really really stand out or good besides the visuals and the setting and the costume design all of that stuff is superb um and that's really what this movie has going for it because the acting is not there for the most part the writing is not helping at all it's uh Patrick Wilson is the only one who seems like he's having fun in the movie. It's just, it's a real mixed bag. Like, it takes itself way too serious, I think. It it would have been a lot more fun the entire way through if it was like a goofy, maybe not super goofy, make it more like a B-movie, um, kind of like Big Trouble in Little China or something like that, you know? Big budget B-movie. I think that would have been the perfect tone to shoot for with this but they don't do that and it kind of is a slog in some places when it's like five straight minutes of exposition and all that but then you have really cool fight scenes and all that so i'm I'm very conflicted on what to give this it feels a lot like black panther to me which i wasn't a big fan of either i want to give it a pass but I think I'll give it a very light watch it just because the setting is so unique. The costume design and like the armor and the all that stuff is so cool. And I like that like a lot in this. That and the action kind of keeps this one afloat. So I, I'll give it a very like... I don't know, pessimistic watch it. Uh, <laughs> watch it, I guess. <laughs> watch it, I guess. M maybe watch it one time. One time, just to see what it's all about. And then you don't have to again. Am I allowed to change mine to a begrudging watch it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> I think that adequately surmises my feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad. I like, I, I gotta say, honestly, you know, full transparency here as a member of this podcast, reviewers of films and movie critics, right? I really wanted to be mean to this movie and give it a crappy <laughs> review. It wasn't that bad for me. I gotta give it a begrudging watch it. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, too, Fox. Like, I didn't hate it as much as I remembered not liking it. Uh, when I watched it the second time, but the, I will say this, I had to watch this over The Bad Batch, which premiered on May the 4th. <laughs> I was not pleased that I had to watch this over The Bad Batch. What's that? <laughs> it's the next series, well, it, you know the Clone Wars cartoon? Oh, yeah. It's, so in the last season that they did for Disney Plus, they... They introduced this 
awesome group of clones called the Bad Batch. Who like they've had like stuff went wrong. Like one of them's like got no hair and has like a robotic arm that he uses to interface with computers. And one of them's like a huge monster who's well not a monster, but he's like huge and has super strength and it's not very intelligent. Is it, it was awesome. And then they've continued it and they're focusing on the bad batch. And they had an hour 19 minute premiere on may the 4th and i had to skip that to watch <laughs> aquaman <laughs> i watched it dan you watched it i watched it yeah oh man was it good it was good i liked it oh i'm so excited to watch that i didn't know anything about it i just hopped on there i was like i'm gonna watch something star wars and I picked it, started watching it, and I looked it up on IMDb. And I was like, this came out today? What? Yep. Yep, it did. You just randomly found it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know it was premiering today until like yesterday <laughs> or the day before. So it it may have been poor planning on my fault or on my part. But yeah. I'm going to blame Aquaman. <laughs> blame Aquaman. <laughs> what? I guess I gave it a begrudging watch it, but in like the opposite direction. I really wanted to give this a buy it, man. I really did. TV, I'm really glad you picked this one. This one really challenged my integrity as a critic. So I thank you for helping me grow. It inspired me to like go online and buy me some Aquaman comics. I was like going all in on Aquaman oh, after I watched this. Yeah, I got excited. Is it bad that I kind of want to buy this because I like the like the pure white box art with the blue Aquaman logo and stuff on it? Ew. I think it's got some slick marketing behind this movie with like the the white and the blue and everything. I just think it looks nice, and I kind of want to buy it just to like look at it, but not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, that's why I buy even the movies that I do like. <laughs> I just like to look at them sitting there. It's comforting to know that I have it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so next year on May the 4th, you can throw it back in there. And... No, 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 no. Next year on May the 4th, hopefully I'm not watching Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> So next week, I think, Dan, you're the last one to pick, right? I am. And I'm hoping that I've got a good one. I watched the trailer for this and it was gold. So I'm <laughs> picking Deep Rising. I too watched the trailer and that was definitely my favorite of the ones you showed me. So <laughs> yep. it did look fun. This looks like a blast. I hope so. so. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts on Aquaman. What do you think? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? I want to know. Where's it rank within the DC movies? Yeah. Yeah. Are you as confused by this movie as we are? <laughs> On why we like it, all the different reasons. Begrudgingly or not. Tell us. Yeah, get in contact. Well, anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.